Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Okay. Today's guest is Matthew McConaughey. He's here to talk about his new children's book, Just Because. And now I'm going to read his bio, but let me just say this was a complete and total thrill. I have been a fan for a very long time, as I'm sure many of you are as well. I also listened to all of Greenlight's all summer long on Audible in the car, and I feel like he just drove all over with me. Anyway, Texas native Matthew McConaughey is one of Hollywood's most sought-after leading men. A chance meeting in Austin with casting director and producer Don Phillips led him to director Richard Linklater, who launched the actor's career in the cult classic Dazed and Confused. Since then, he has won an Academy Award for his portrayal of Ron Woodruff in Dallas Buyers Club. 
He's appeared in over 40 feature films that have grossed over a billion dollars and has become an author, producer, and philanthropist with his Just Keep Living Foundation, all the while sticking to his Texas roots and J.K. Living philosophy. He serves as Minister of Culture slash MOC for the University of Texas Athletic Department and the Austin FC Soccer Club, where he is part owner. In 2020, McConaughey released his first book, Green Lights, which became an instant New York Times number one bestseller and has sold over 3 million copies worldwide. His second book, a children's book titled Just Because, is out now. He currently resides in Austin, Texas with his wife, Camilla, who was also on this podcast. So go back and listen to when I interviewed her and their three kids, where he is a professor at the University of Texas in Austin. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Just Because. Oh, good to be here with you, Debbie. Oh, thank you. Okay, a children's book, because you hadn't accomplished enough other things. Why write a children's book at this point? Oh, I mean, I've got three children of my own, so I'm sure that's part of it. And my children are now 10, 13, and 15. As a parent, you know, with children, you see them having first-time experiences all the time. It's the first time every time. I mean, I, I don't know for how many years, but it still is for them in different ways. And you see, I see pressures they're under. I see pressure they put themselves on. I see pressure their peers put on. I see confusion. I see them battling with their own feelings and, and, and trying to feel like they need to be clear about being feeling one way about something. And this book is a little bit about tolerating that we can we have contradictory thoughts. We can have dueling feelings at the same time. We can feel one way about the same situation today and feel differently about it tomorrow. And that's okay. That's all right. That doesn't mean you don't know who you are. That means, especially in this time as a youngster, that's how you're figuring out who you are. And then you start to measure the consequences and, 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 and make a choice because you start to know there's an exchange here. If I choose this, I'm going through it with my eldest right now. He's got three things going on that are very important to him. And all of a sudden, for the first time, he's like wishing he had more than 24 hours in his day. I'm like going, they aren't giving anymore. I know you're <laughs> going to have to make sacrifices and have to go. Yeah, but if I commit to that, that means I'll be able to do less of this. I know. And their feeling is this is a lifetime decision. And I'm trying to say, and also with the book, no, it's not a lifetime decision. My daughter wants to take up, taking up the sport. She's like, well, so do you tell me I need to be a pro? No, you don't have to be a pro. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Just go play it. Give maximum effort. Have as good a time as you can. And if you don't want to do it again next semester, we'll find another sport, but you don't have to be a pro. Don't put that pressure on yourself. And this book, I think, allows a proper leniency for children to understand they can have on themselves and hopefully has a conversation between parents and kids about that proper leniency, as well as what responsibilities you can take. But that's, you don't find your personal style or know what you're about until you go through the liberal arts of life. I mean, that's what liberal arts in college are about. It's the furniture in the in the in the living room. And you, and you figure it's it's trying a little bit of this and understanding all of the furniture and how, how it works. That's part of what young people I think need to do even earlier than college is understand there's a lot of different furniture in your in your own living room and try them all out. Now's the time. Although perhaps you wouldn't recommend they go to Australia and stay with the Dooleys. I don't know. Just guessing. I would recommend that. <laughs> I know. I know. I would, would not be here talking to you if I didn't have that year in Australia. <laughs> that sounded rough, <laughs> but very funny. It was. There are a few lines in Just Because that I particularly liked. One is, just because you follow doesn't mean you're not a leader. leader. I love that. Yeah. 
How has that played out in your life? Like when's the time you followed? Well, that came to me, I think when I was in that walkabout in Peru in like 1999, I had in my mind up to that time that a leader was always in front. And obviously over there, I think particularly I had a guide who knew the land, you know, and knew the pitfalls and knew what was poisonous and what was not. And And I sure as heck followed him. And I was like, it hit me. I was like, well, you're not in front, but what's, what's, how are you being more of a leader to be in front and not know where you're going or to be behind an expert who does? Oh, you're being much more a leader to be in second line. You know, so who do we follow? And it takes pressure off thinking, oh, I've always got to be in front. I've always got to be first. No, sometimes great leadership and taking, doing the best for yourself and being the best leader for yourself and others is following the right person who knows how to navigate or is leading the right way, a prosperous way for you and others. And it's, it was just a click in my mind. So there are places where, look, there's places where I let my kids lead today. You know, there's certain Saturdays where I'll go, no plans, Matthew. Let's go just do, it doesn't have to make any, don't forget logic. Let's just go do what they want to do. And let's just follow and let them let them, let them lead without going, hey, we only have till so o'clock or why do you want to do that? No, let's just let's just do it. Whatever. And, and sometimes those days are their fancy is filled with whatever is in their eye, eye line. And they're like, ah, ah, and it's a little one offs. And that's OK. Sometimes it's a project that we actually build. And at the end of the day, it's we've built something that wasn't there in the beginning. So I'm just following on those days. And I think it's, that's me being a better father on that day, which is being a better leader for me on that day to them. I feel like this is, there's a fine line between that kind of day and a yes day, which is what I feel like my kids are asking me for often. <laughs> yeah. And they'll stretch that old yes day, won't they? Yes. They start to stretch it. And then I have to bring up that old, uh, that great term that I heard from a friend of mine. Before we get into yes, full yes day, let's talk about appropriate expectations. Mm. <laughs> because you get into that yesterday and you go, but you said it'd be yes. Like, yeah, but that's very an inappropriate expectation. I mean, yeah. we have to, there has to be a bit of a ceiling here. Yeah. I said it can't like go on forever after the day. No. It has to be like confined to the day, but no. you know, still didn't really work. Another one, just because you got the gold doesn't mean that you won. Yep. Love that. Tell me about that one. Who wins the gold today in today's world? What's success? Money and fame. And that's not, is that really the gold medal? that we should all be pursuing? I don't think so. There's certain gold medals we give out for things that I'm like, we got to ask yourself, you want to be the best? You'll be number one? You want to be most popular? Ask yourself, you want to be relevant? Ask yourself for what? Before you just go, I want to be first. Because if you if you out there getting blue ribbons and everything, you're not necessarily going to be... There's a lot of things that we give gold medals for that are not the gold medals for us and are actually, in my opinion, shouldn't even be gold medals at all. There's a lot of things. There's, there's a lot of games out there. You don't want to win. Mm. There's a lot of, there's a lot of scams and cons and, 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 and ladders that we being told and carrots that are being dangled to go, Hey, up here. that no, you don't want to, uh, uh, uh-uh. don't, don't change. You don't want to be the first. You don't want to be the best at that. You don't want to be most popular at that. You don't want to be most relevant for that. Interesting. So just because you got the gold does not mean you won. You know, there's plenty of gold medals out there that I think all of us can say and we can share with our children. You don't you don't want to be 
You don't want to win that one. <laughs> I feel like this is similar to your your red sports car story and green lights. Yes. Where you finally get the shiny car and you realize that you've missed the adventure of the truck all along. Yes. I got, I, that, that was my gold medal. Yes, I did it. I won. Okay, so where am I? <laughs> oh, geez. No one's really interested in me. Girls aren't interested. My friends aren't interested. I'm less social. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like resting on my laurels. I'm leaning against my gold medal going, hey, look at my gold medal. Look at my gold medal. I quit playing the game. I got out of the race. Got rid of that damn medal, that car. Got back in the race. Got back in the game. It's back to myself. There you go. <laughs> One thing I was really struck by in a lot of the stories through Green Lights is all the opportunities that presented themselves. You showed up. You were on time. You were at the place that we were supposed to be and you were willing to do anything to get there, whether it was sweet, I mean, mopping the bathroom floor in the nightclub to mm. showing up at an audition, to being a hand model, to just all these things. There seemed to be nothing you weren't willing to do to, to get to what the goal was that you wanted to do. So t- tell me a little bit more about that and how that served you well. Well, you know, I bring up another line in Green Lights, but a lot of times it's not what choice we make. It's just make a damn choice and commit to it. Yep. And it'll, it'll get you in the door. It'll get you in the door of opportunity where maybe you'll find the thing that is the gold medal you're going after and you can chase it. But you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen that opportunity unless you went and said, Yeah, I'll quit biting my nails if you tell me you're gonna pay me a little money from a hand model. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll go mop those fours. I'm not looking to be a professional mopper. I don't really this isn't the job I came over here to talk to you about, but that's what you need right now. Let's go. And what did it do? Ten minutes later, put that mop down. You want to wait tables? Yes, I do. Okay. Was his testament. Um, so sometimes life throws these in front of us. It can be measured, like in that Homer Hill situation where he said, Mop the horse. He was measuring me. It can be other times where I don't know. I say I can make a little money off my hands if I quit biting my nails. Okay. Do I want to be a professional hand model? Not necessarily, but it's in that world of something in front of the camera. I'll be around an ad shoot, uh, which is a world I want to be in. Then I get a PA job and then I go on the right bar and meet the right guy and get cast in a movie. These things lead to places. A lot of times I think success, we find ourselves in it. It's not necessarily something that we wrote the headline and went after. A lot of times it is, but so many times it's like, no, just go take the opportunity. If it's not going to discredit you or go against your character or take you into the debit section, or you're not going to get hurt by it and try it out. Sometimes just why I don't know, just cause. Yeah. Try it. Find out. You may even, and, and, and even even when you find out, nope, that's not for me. That's knowledge. That's choice. That got rid of something down the line. It got rid of another variable that's like, no, I've done that before. That's not for me. How would you know? Unless you tried it. Very true. These are all very inspiring little snippets in the in the story, and I'm sure there's so many more. I just wanted to touch briefly on your amazing philanthropy and the things that you're doing to really help the world. I know there's so many celebrities and people of influence who adopt different things, but I feel like you are across the board doing things that impact so many different types of people, so many different areas of life, whether it's the plane you just got, uh, which is so amazing, going to Maui, to the Green Lights Initiative, the Grant Initiative, which is so creative and interesting. Mm. Just keep living. All the, all these things. Tell me about your views on philanthropy and like, what are you right. trying to do? Even the private-public government partnerships. I mean, it's so interesting. Right. How, have you, how do you think about your philanthropy in general? 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Prevention before cure and create incentive, restore, and follow through. There's so many very valuable places to give time, efforts, monies to cure. Very valid. Need them. My lane that I that moves me and turns me on is, oh, what about the tools to prevent before you need to cure? That's why we went to young people in, in high school, tied at one schools with the Just Keep Living Foundation. Restore. Maui fires, they need restoration. They're not, they're about, they need to survive right now. There's going to be new plans about how they're going to thrive. Right now, it's basics. It's called stabilize. Necessities. Diapers, food, water, power. That's as far as we need to think. We don't need to be talking about yoga instructors. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're talking about basic needs right now. The Green Lights Grant Initiative, that's about follow through. It's about first bills passed in 30 years to help make schools safer. The money's there. It's there. Oh, it's really hard red tape to get that money. Okay, well, can we simplify that? And this is not political because the government wants to spend that money and the schools need it. So can we simplify the communication process, the application process? The how do you best, best chance to get awarded those grants process? Nothing sexy about it. It's very utilitarian. But it is also and something else I believe in is the private sector working with the public sector. So the private, if I'm a private citizen and, and working with a public government, that that communicate the government, our leader, too many times our leaders get in position or bills passed and we're like, ah, oh, okay, Whew, we did it. And we turn our back and we move on. And we look back. 30, 50 years later, 10 years later, we go like, whatever happened with that? Oh, it was never utilized. Oh, it was never spent. Oh, there was never any follow through. So in some ways, with that bill just symbolic? I want hopefully it to be more than, for it to be as least symbolic as possible. It was passed, symbol, great. Now let's utilize. Let's be constructive with it. How can we, and then hopefully we can have measurements. Here's how it worked. Here's why let's do it more. And again, let's be affirmative, but we got to let's get it utilized to see 
first, for it not to be spent and for us to, for it to be reallocated in 2026 would be like, what were we doing? So that's just, that one's follow through. And an example that I hope, I think we need more of is private sector and public sector working together more instead of just saying, no government, my leader's in position that I want, I'm gonna sit back down. No, now's the time to get up. We gotta go be soldiers in life and, and what, what, we wanna, what we wanna get done. And on the other side of it is, we don't want the, the government just going, well, let the private sector handle it. Right, there's, why, why don't we work together more on that? Amazing. Well, it's really admirable what you're doing. It's really awesome. Going back to writing for a second, obviously reading Green Lights, or actually I listened to it all, but listening to Green Lights, you talk about when you discovered your love of story, how it was identified when you really wrote those 15 page letters and like tapped into yourself, which became an entire memoir. And now this children's book, what does it feel like when you're writing? Where do you write your best work? Where? What are the ideal writing conditions for you? What does that look like? Ideal writing conditions are alone and four to seven in the morning and with nothing planned or no appointments on the backside. Meaning, if I'm going to write today and I have an appointment in three hours, mm -mm, because I know in my mind in three hours, I need to stop. So I have a curfew, no curfew. I can have no curfew. And so I give myself, now I don't say it's limitless, it's lightless, but if I can go away for a week, if I can go away for two weeks and no, man, relax. You have not, you, I don't care if it's dark. I don't care if it's light. I don't care if you have a drink. I don't care if you don't. I don't care if you exercise. I do, we're going to sit right here. That's when I'm right now. I do get up moving around and I'll have ideas that I'll come back and try and deconstruct them and, 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 and fill them out and flush them out. Sometimes it's one line. This book, just because it was a ditty, it was a 2.30 in the morning dream I had that was a Bob Dylan poem. And I was when I woke up with the beat, you know, I was going, you know, uh, um, just because I forgive you don't mean that I still trust. There's what you do, there's what I do, and yours is not my must. Dun, 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 dun. Just because you're wailing don't mean that you're a crier. And just because you lied does not mean that you're a liar. Dun, dun, dun. And so I woke up and the hook was there. And I just started writing the, the couplets. And I wrote for four hours and wrote about a hundred of them and went back and said, Ah, uh, there's about whatever's in the book, about 20 or five or so that I think are really relatable, constructive and helpful for young people and can become a great conversation between parents and their kids and put them into what's in the book just because. All in a morning's work. How about that? Well, it, it, it comes up sometimes musically. If I can find the rhythm, I mean, I find that with writing even in green lights. If I can get the first line mm -hmm. right, if I can get it, ooh, that's it. It's got the swing and it's got the vibe and it's got the sway. It's got the rhythm. The rest, the neck, the rest of it will just write itself. The, re the rest is easy. And sometimes I'd be up at 4 a.m. and not get the first line to a story written until 3 p.m. Mm. But then I'd have the story written at 7 p.m. Because I got off. I got out. Oh, there it is. There it is. I hear it. I hear it. And then once I get the rhythm, it, it, it sort of writes itself. Amazing. So do you read it out loud or it's just in your head? It's just in my head and it goes down and I have to, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm still learning and it's hard sometimes to slow my mind down because my mind can go faster than my fingers. So I'll, I'll get, it'll come in my head and I'll write down 
a word that represents each sentence. And I'll, cause I'll have them and I'll, eight words and I'll, and, and, uh, under each other a column. And then I'll go back and I'll, I'll fill in where those words fit and how, how it connected to the, and then I'll have eight sentences and then I'll have a great paragraph. Interesting. So what advice would you have for aspiring authors? Make sure it's personal. Number one, it's a lot more fun than it's personal. And it's a lot more, it's a lot harder in a way because you, you kind of have to look in the mirror and go, oh, geez. <laughs> and it can become embarrassing. <laughs> but it, 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 the rules are there are no rules. But I say make sure it's personal. Look, when I first started writing Green Lights, I found myself after the first 10 days with this little hunch of I wanted to write impressive. And I looked back at my and I was like, yeah, that is kind of that's impressive sentence there, Matthew. And then I was like, that's BS. You're writing to impress. And I was like, no, write what's honest and write it well. And if it, maybe that will be impressive. And if that's impressive, instead of writing impressively, there's our place. And when I got more personal, the other irony is this. The more personal you can be, and it's it's very much like the contradictions in, in just because the more to humanity you're, you're speaking to everyone. Now the use it's very important to me, and I think it's a clever way of thinking. When do you use first person, second person, or third person? So if I'm writing I I I, you have my Matthew. You're saying write subjectively, make it personal. So I I I I I. Great. I think that's the place to start. Make it personal. But then you look at it and you go. Who cares about this? This is like my diary. It's like, who? What's? how can someone apply this? But you can look at the same stuff that's in the first, first uh, person I and go, well, where do I use the you? And it becomes like, oh, I'm sharing things I learned. But you got to watch you because people take it as advice and no one likes to be told what to do. Yeah. Then you get to the beautiful spot, which is my favorite, to go between the I and the third person, the royal we. So. From the I and the we is where my favorite place to write from. Now, you got to watch all we. If you go all we, you're speaking in platitudes and people are going, what are you, who the hell do you think you are speaking for everybody? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you got enough I personal in there, no one can judge that. You can judge it, but no one can condemn you for that. It's your experience. If you got too much we in there, it's like, really? So your words are... are the commandment? No. So it's the mixing of the I, the you, and the we. And I think you have to watch it because too much you, people back off and go, quit telling me what to do. Too much I, it's like, well, I can't see myself in your story, man. Come on. Too much we, it's like, that's not personal at all. It's like, well, who are you talking to? You're kind of talking about humanity in general. So it's the play with those, those the, the use of those three persons. Amazing. More books coming after this? Are you writing another memoir? Yes. I mean, right now I'm really excited about going around and sharing just because I have a couple of other similar things that I think would be good children's books. And I'm working on another a follow-up to, uh, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily a follow-up to Green Lights, but it's in the same vein of how do we constructively move forward, you know, personally and collectively. Any secrets, and then I'll let you go, but any secrets for confronting the blank page if you don't have a song in mind or a rhythm that's ready? Yeah, right. Well, I've had to, sometimes you do have to out-endure it. Sometimes you do have to just sit there and go, I got nothing. I'm stuck. But change your 
I do. I mean, I try to, when I get stuck like that, I try to change my state of mind, meaning I'll write differently about that. We all, I think, will write differently about the same subject or have a different look at it in different state of mind, meaning when your endorphins are going right after you've exercised, when you've just come home from church, when you've had a few drinks, when you're tired, that tired, sometimes that being tired is really nice because you're thinking your mind's not too acute yet. You're kind of thinking in baselines and get the kind of, it's kind of low hanging fruit stuff. It's a baseline. Get, well, write those down too. And then come back to the same subject, go out and, and change your, you know, do, do, do a 360, go change where your state of mind and where your endorphins are, where your energy is, where your soul is, where you're and come back and have a look at it. And then again, the no rules thing. Sometimes it's just about getting that first sentence. Just get, just get something down. And that, and if you can get that first one, it can lead to the second. And all of a sudden it can, you can get in the flow. And there's no, that's what's fun about writing. There's no rules. You can't go try. I mean, my great mentor, Penny Allen, always said this to me about acting and writing. She was like, try and screw it up. I dare you. So give yourself that leniency, that freedom. Try and screw it up. Dare you. It's fun. <laughs> all you can do is go back and either edit it or, and go long, go edit you know, later if you want to, you know, but, but, but go long, don't edit while you're writing, go long and then come back and go, yeah, I got that point. You know, that could be that, 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 those two paragraphs say a similar thing in different ways. Do I amalgamize the two or do I use one because it really gets the point across? Yeah. Amazing. First time I've heard the word amalgamize today. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) On passport forms, what do you put actor? Do you put Author, do you put storyteller? What do you put down? On passport? Yep. I have my passport right here just a minute ago. Like on uh, those forms, that? when you travel, think, occupation. Storyteller's on there. <laughs> yeah, I usually thought story, storyteller. Love it. So fun. Okay, just because is just awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This is really fun. I loved Green Lights and this book and, and all of it. And I'm a big fan. Congratulations. And well, especially on your philanthropy. Bill, thank you. Thanks for the time and uh, thanks for letting me share stories and hope you you and others enjoy the book. Anytime. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.